Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwall Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode 7 of Charmed. Power outage. Okay, so we're kind of at the high point of Charmed now. That feels weird to say because, you know, we've got like five more seasons after this. Okay, wait. I don't think that's fair because... Last episode was better than this one. And really, you think? Yes. Um, wait. Oh, prim- uh Yeah, I do I do think so. I I feel like this is kind of a dip in the upward trajectory of the high point of charmed, and then it's gonna get a little bit higher and then dip way back down. I mean, we, we haven't got the seer, who is, like, the best antagonist that Charmed ever had yet. But, I mean, it feels bad to say because it's a show that's theoretically a feminist show, theoretically about girl power. But Cole is kind of the best character they ever did, and he's got sort of the most complete character arc, so... Yeah, I was gonna say, I think, and, and this might change as we're watching it, but I'm gonna call the high point being when Cole and... Wait, are we spoiling this show? Oh, yeah. Okay. We've talked a lot about what goes down with Cole. Okay, I'm going to call Phoebe and Cole's wedding as the high point, and then everything after that is downhill. That's weird. That's an episode we've already talked about. It was our April Fool's episode. That's Way true. back when we did Welcome to Storybrooke. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a sliding doors episode. It's like, it's, it's a moment where time diverges, and it could have either been what it is, or... Or Phoebe could have embraced evil and been the queen of hell, and that would have been awesome, but she chose the non-awesome path. Eventually. I mean, she became, like, mundane evil. Like, I feel like the charmed ones are the kind of just everyday evil that populates your typical homeowners association and not like the truly hand-wringingly evil evil i mean she was the queen of hell for a while when she was married to cole oh yeah i you i wasn't talking about later in the show and they just don't care about innocence anymore i was talking about when she was married to cole and she's like you know what i guess i'll just be the queen of hell oh yeah i just wish they had stuck with that i feel like it goes downhill pretty fast after that i think she's only like the queen of hell for like two episodes and then she's like eh. yeah i think you're remembering it as going on longer than it does because it's so good i mean not good but fun it's mm. what I want out of the show. Mm. It really feels like they weren't willing to commit to her being evil. and Yes! I don't think I remember it being longer. I mean, she was married to Cole for a while, but she was only, like, evil evil for, like, what, two episodes? Mm-hmm. Which is why I think this is the highlight, the turning point with her and Cole. Especially next episode, which is sort of, like, the most dramatic thing that ever happens in Charmed. You think that the turning point in the whole Cole storyline where it stops being at peak Cole is when she finds out he's a demon because that's what's going to happen next week. No, I, I think it's the high point of the show, not of Cole's story arc. But Oh, I was just assuming the high point of Cole's story arc is also the high point of the show since Cole is the best thing the show ever did. I mean, yeah, uh, I guess it's hard to say what... although. Uh, we get some really good stuff in early season four. I know people are like, that's when it starts to turn. but No, I, I really feel like there was a lot of potential with Paige. Yeah, and it 
feels weird to say, but Jin and Doherty's death kind of, or rather, Prue Hollowell's death, really breathed a lot of fresh air into the show. Yeah, well, I mean, it made it a show where anything could happen. It's like, yeah, who, power three, we'll just find another sister. But the whole thing with Cole also works because it's sort of playing into what has been low-key Phoebe's long-term story arc throughout the course of the show, which is sort of her inevitable slide into evil. Oh. The show has been playing with that since really early on, and it's kind of disappointing the way it just sort of fizzles out after her lackluster, very short reign as the Queen of Hell. Mm-hmm. I guess we should probably save some of this for when that happens, but it's it's relevant now. Yes. So, the episode opens post-Cole and Phoebe doinking. Yes, yes, uh, post-Cole-oidus. God. That just sounds, that just sounds like a... That just sounds like an intestinal disease. But yes, it, it, it opens post-post-sex. Okay, so spoiler alert, this is a dream sequence, but Cole's really got a good read on Phoebe now. Speaking of how Phoebe has changed, it's it's way too early to say this, but God, I miss early Phoebe. When she lived in New York? <laughs> yes, when she lived in New York. And this episode plays with a lot of what phoebe used to be except the characters kind of lost track of the whole you know bad sister trying to make good thing which i get it's been several seasons but in in losing that phoebe hasn't really replaced it with anything so she's just kind of there a lot yeah it feels like they know that phoebe is the youngest sister but they've lost the nuance of what that means. Well, her whole thing has now become this relationship with Cole. Her personality has been subsumed with this, like, epic romance thing, which I think is a lot less interesting, and not to go to our usual well, but Brad Kern. Mm, yeah, no. I think that's a fair well to go to. It's It, it has plentiful hydration. So Phoebe's like, Cole, where's our relationship going? We're having sex, but what's what's going on are we moving towards something and he's like i'm gonna turn to a demon and kill you blah and then he wakes up it was all a nightmare yeah and also there's a demon standing in his room like uh watching him sleep like edward from twilight (laughs) he is uh he is sexfully sleeping shirtless there we're really laying on the beefcake now that cole's in the show yeah you know what this is gonna sound weird but he's got a very sexy back like, he's got a really muscled back. That's probably why they shaved it. Yeah. We talked a lot last episode about the whole body hair is a thing for sexuality thing. Cole is a very sexualized character, which is something I feel like we haven't really seen out of dudes in terms since, weirdly, Andy. Because the show used to sexualize Andy really early on before it lost interest in Andy and he became a block of wood. But anyway, there's a demon in Cole's uh, apartment. He's like, hey, dude, so I was watching your dreams, and the triad says that you need to get off your ass and kill the Charmed Ones already. What are you doing? Here's a knife. Yeah, the triad is, like, super bored with this rom-com BS that you're doing. They just want you to kill the Charmed Ones. Okay, do you want it done fast or do you want it done right? Because everyone who's tried to do it fast is dead. I mean, mean, it seems pretty clear that it's not going to get done at all with Cole in charge. I mean, true. 
Cole is basically, uh, I don't know, honestly, I feel like if Balthazar just kind of charged in there earlier on, he could have killed them all. Mm-hmm. Or at least got one of them, which... Right. Would have disrupted the power of three, as far as they know. I mean, the big problem with, um, not Tempest, but the guy who went to Tempest for help, mm-hmm. the big problem with his plan was that he wanted all three sisters dead, when really, by killing one of them... He'd already broken the power of three, so, like, you didn't need to have Tempest reset time. You could have just been like, look, Phoebe's dead, power three's broken, out. Yep, yep. So, we go to credits, and when we come back, we're in P3, where the sisters are talking about how worried they are about the triad and Balthazar. Well, two of them are. Phoebe is just staring at the door, hoping that her boyfriend will walk in. Woof. Oh, oh, but does he like me? I mean, does he like me like me? So, good good dreaming there, Cole. You really got what, was, you got what she's all about, dude. I mean, to be fair, she's like, he is 45 minutes late, later than he said he would be. And she's worried because she slept with him. And she's like, oh, now he's lost interest in me now that we've had sex. Mm. But then he shows up and he's like, hey... Uh, he's, he's kind of talking himself into what he's going to say to her. And he's like, I'm sorry, but we have to break up because I'm a demon who's been tasked with killing you. Nope, nope, that's not going to fly. He's really, really lucky that everyone is just deeply stupid because he is being the most suspicious guy ever. And they're all kind of ignoring the fact that he got caught by Prue's demon trap that one time. Right? Like... I know Prue was like, oh, I'm sorry, I was being super paranoid or whatever, but no, I feel like that would be a, a good thing to be suspicious about. Do you think? No. I, I was like, they, they should run that warlock test on him that they did that one time. Except, I mean, we know he bleeds, so it wouldn't work. Yeah, the warlock test, he's not a warlock, he's a demon. The warlock test wouldn't work. Also, I'm pretty sure warlocks bled, you know, outside of that one episode. Yeah, yeah. If only Kit were still around, she could hiss at him. I feel like they ignored that all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I I get Phoebe's concern, though. I mean, if Joss Whedon taught us anything, it's that after you sleep with a boy, he becomes a monster. Mm. This is the reverse of that, though, temporarily. For a while. Yeah, this is the terrible lesson. This is the you-can-change-him-with-sex lesson. Oh, God. Hi, Brad Kern. Oh. We're assuming. Oh. Don't, don't believe it. You, you cannot change, you cannot change him with sex. I promise you, it, it does not work. And the tiny, tiny strides you think that you do make are going to be completely undone when you're done with his toxic BS and dump him. And then you're just going to feel like you wasted a bunch of time. I'm definitely not talking from personal experience. So, Cole apologizes, but he's like, I'm sorry, I have a work problem, and it might be resolved soon, and then you won't have to worry about our relationship, (laughs) Phoebe. If my work problems resolved, and Phoebe's like, there's nothing suspicious about this conversation at all. What's that line from the Cape Fear episode of The Simpsons? What an odd thing to say. No, that that's from the Brad Goodman one. The, uh, oh, I'll stay away from, what's that line? Oh, oh, I'll stay away from Bart. Stay away forever. No, wait, that didn't work. Let me try that again. Say, say stay away from my son again. 
Yeah, so, uh, there's this, like, weird scheduling thing going on right now with the sisters. This is not my time freeze, but these girls could use a Google Calendar. Because mm. they're trying to figure things out, and there's an HOA meeting, and they're having the HOA meeting at their house, and listen... Listen, Hallowell sisters, HOAs are evil enough. You don't need to have the meetings literally right over the nexus. Mm. But they're hosting the HOA meeting, so they need to be there. But also, Phoebe has a class, and so she needs the car. And Prue's all like, um, you crashed my car, and then you brought it back with no gas, so don't do that. And Phoebe's all like, oh, you're never going to let me live that down. Also, uh, Piper has a doctor's appointment that she's going to keep putting off. Yes. Also, there's an earthquake drill at P3. Okay. Look, I've never lived in California. Mm. Although I do now live in the Pacific Northwest, like directly over the Cascadia fault line, so. But if that earthquake goes off, we're all just going to die, so. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I assumed the thing was with earthquakes. Like, it happens and you either die or you don't, right? I mean, isn't that... (laughs) Well, that's true with every emergency. (laughs) Yeah, but I I don't get the impression that there's a lot you can do in the case of an earthquake. I think you're not supposed to get under stuff anymore. I remember that there was a thing that you were supposed to do that you're not supposed to do now, but I don't remember what it is, so that's not super helpful. But we're on a fault line where if there's an earthquake, we're all probably going to die, so. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, this is a little thing, but... It comes up later where they talk about how Prue had to step into a maternal role after uh, their mom died. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't think that's true, especially because this episode is a lot about Piper getting kind of the, I don't want to say emotional labor, but a lot of the stereotypical feminized labor. No, I I think emotional labor is the right phrase for what she's dealing with here. But the thing is... I feel like Prue stepped into more of a stereotypically paternal role after their father left. Mm. She's been very protective of the sisters. She doesn't take care. She takes care of them in the way stereotypically a father would, whereas Piper takes care of them stereotypically the way a mother would. Yes. In general. Yes. Obviously, I'm using very, very broad gender roles to talk about this. Oh, no. I mean, I'm you're talking very broadly about the way they're characterized, since their characters change from episode to episode. Yes. But Piper does run the household. This is a thing we know about her. Yes, it's true. When she left for the three months to go to heaven with Leo, <laughs> God. Uh, everything went to hell. Mm. No pun intended. Mm. They lost their, their, their electricity just immediately. Uh, so, Phoebe's like, okay, Cole, let's sit down and have our define the relationship talk. And he's like, no, I mean, I have to go. I had I had a revelation about how to fix my case, so gotta go. Because he realized, Max, he had the stunning realization that sometimes sisters fight. Okay, so do demons not, like, spend time with people other than, you know, to kill them? Because 
It seems like this would be <laughs> this would be something you would be aware of. Yeah, I think they don't actually. You know, kind of one of our go-to jokes when we're watching people be awkward on television in a way that people generally aren't awkward in reality mm-hmm. is from the line from Friends, uh, but you've met people before. Yeah. But in this case, I think it's quite possible that he hasn't. I mean, he has because he's calling, he's half human and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think in general, no, demons haven't met people before. Okay, so the triad, spoiler alert, gets murdered as hell by the end of this episode. I'm trying to think if we ever actually got the whole thing about his dad's soul. Because I know they kind of mentioned it at one point, but they didn't get into specifics. Um, We haven't gotten it yet. I'm pretty sure that Cole explains it to Phoebe next week when she finds out he's a demon. Okay, but then it gets basically dropped. Like, Well, saying I had to do bad things because the triad had the soul of my mom or dad i forget which i'm pretty sure it's dad i think he's human dad uh demon mom like like how the charmed ones are human dad witch mom well so saying i had to do evil things to protect my parents soul uh sounds a, a little weak sauce when you've taken on the source of all evil inside of yourself which he won't do until later he doesn't become the source until the current source gets blown up. I, I want to make that very clear. Cole is not currently the source of all evil. That's true. There's a real Breaking Bad thing going on here where he's like, I had to sell meth to pay my medical bills. And then it becomes clear that he just was reveling in being evil. Well, yeah, Cole's a demonic soldier of fortune, as I believe he was described. So he's been murdering people for quite some time i believe there's actually a pretty good episode later that deals with the fallout of one of his victims coming to confront phoebe oh yeah i think i remember that which again cole was the source of a lot of really good plots honestly the uh the, the, the one... source of all plots <laughs> the the one where uh the one where Cole and Prue end up going back in time because there's a seer in the past who's psychically connected with phoebe and if he dies, because apparently the past is happening concurrently with the present, if he dies, then she'll die. Yeah. So they go back to cowboy times and they have... That's a really good episode, despite the, you know, Prue having a stupid cowgirl outfit. Again, Brad Kern. Hmm. So Cole tells his shadow, he goes outside and he tells his shadow, Hey, go tell the triad to get off of my fucking back. I figured out how to kill the sisters. Which... I mean, again, I really feel like you could just walk into the house and fireball them. Um, um. Or, I, or choke them out or a lot of things as we see later in the episode. I, I have to share what just happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I said, hey, get off my fucking back. I guess that was close enough to, hey, Google, that it activated the Google Home. And then it heard the rest of my sentence and literally said... I don't think you were talking to me. I will disregard that. Good, that's not terrifying at all. Thanks, technology. I mean, to be fair, I have it turned... I I can easily turn it off. I have it turned on so that I can be really lazy and say... Well, I can't say it now because... You don't want it to come back. Okay, I can say the wake-up phrase Mm. and then say... Start Babysitter's Club on Netflix. And then it does it. It's awesome. It's, it's really awesome. I'm just saying those robot dogs that they made have guns now, so. 
well, I'm not in favor of robot dogs, and I'm certainly not in favor of robot dogs being had by the police. But I, I am in favor of not using my hands on my phone anymore. I've, I've actually gotten really dependent on using voice to send texts lately. Hmm. I don't even know how that happened. It's just now I'm like, now I just say my texts <laughs> out loud. Remember we were, we were, uh, we were in bed the other day and I was like, hey, remember that play we did in high school? And you were like, no, we didn't go to high school together. And I was like, I'm sending a text to my friend Michael. Calm down. It was weird. <laughs> the play, by the way, was the very bizarre play Weird Romance. You, you might want to Google it and see how weird my high school theater department was. Anyway, back at Hallowell Manor the next day. Uh, Piper is stressing because she needs to get prepared for the HOA to come over to her house. And, oh, uh, God, how did, I mean, mm, I guess you inherit a place in an HOA if you're in an HOA neighborhood. I'm trying to think how long they've had the house or when HOAs would have started being a thing. Because I can't imagine Graham's doing well in an HOA. Oh, my God, right? Oh, unless she ran it. I mean, I could see her running an HOA. Oh, okay. So HOAs have broadly existed, I want to say since the 50s. Not, not as, not as widespread as they are, but they, they have existed since the 50s. And uh, California has a lot of HOAs. So California is a place that's most likely to have HOAs. That house is older than the 1950s. Well, we know that because of the horrible pre, you know, the the one with the past lives where their past lives were also their ancestors and it was like the 20s and they were all living in the house. And somehow Leo's past life was there even though Leo was alive in the 20s and God, that episode was so terrible it can't possibly be canon, but still. What's weird is that the house is a craftsman, which were older, but they were most popular in like the 40s. So you're saying that episode is just super non-canon. No, I'm saying it makes no sense that there's an HOA. I mean, I, I guess I guess technically homeowners can come together and form an HOA. I mean, there's a process for it. You could form an HOA in a development that doesn't have one. We could go knock on all our neighbors' doors and convince them to sign on to HOA covenants with us. Ugh. But they would be they would be wrong to do so because HOAs are a pain in the ass, way more outweighing any good they do. Speaking of, the sisters are all sitting around the kitchen table, and Balthazar pops in, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you. And Phoebe's like, no, I will kickbox you. Yeah, she flies into the air and kicks him. So her move hasn't changed at all since getting the levitation power, because before she had the levitation power, she just kicked demons, but now she she flies and she kicks them. Max, they just have the one harness. Hmm. Anyway, it turns out that it wasn't actually Balthazar. It was just it was just Leo doing a drill. Yeah, they they do a little combat thing. You know, Phoebe kicks him and Prue moves him and Piper stabs him. The thing that they're trying to do is get a chunk of him for a vanquishing spell, which is really gross, really cool, and not something I think they ever really do again, where you need like a lump of demon flesh to create a vanquishing potion. Yeah. Yeah. So they're so Prue wants to run the drill again, and Piper's like, "I think I probably should limit how much I stab my boyfriend." Ha <laughs> ha! That's funny. No, she doesn't. 
<laughs> no, actually, they have to get ready for the HOA meeting. Oh. Piper does say that she'd like some boyfriend left after they're done running these drills. That is true. Uh, Prue asks Phoebe to bring back food. Also, by the way, uh, Leo can shapeshift. This is the first time we've seen this, right? Oh, I don't think he was shapeshifted. I think or it was like a glamour. glamour. But I believe this is the first time we've seen him do this. Is it? Has he done it before? Hmm. Well, he doesn't do it as often as he should, given how useful of power this seems like it would be. Yeah, I guess he, I guess I can't think of a time he's glamoured, but it seems like the kind of thing an angel should be able to do. Honestly, he should make himself look like Piper and take over the HOA meeting so she can go to the doctor. I, I mean, yeah. Or you could just nod from the HOA meeting. Yeah, you could have just not volunteered to have it at the manor. I mean, just throwing that out there. Mm. Oh, yeah, and Prue's doing this, like, photo shoot at P3 or something. That's the thing she's busy with. Yeah, Prue's doing a photo shoot at P3, which she's apparently... She's a photographer. Yes, apparently, though, she didn't clear this with Piper first, and Piper's like, um, don't you think you should have talked to the owners? Don't you think you should have talked to the owner, which they are all part owners. That is the thing. That is the thing, Piper. I know you run the club, but you all technically own it together. Do you think Paige ever gets shares in P3? Probably not, No, right? because they uh, they refinance the house to get the money and Paige doesn't, uh, Paige doesn't have any title in the house. Hmm. I mean, later I mean, they... they could have. They could have added her in, but I'm sure they didn't. Yeah. So, yes. Piper is going to make the food because... She used to be a chef. Remember that? Right. And Phoebe doesn't have time to get it from school because Prue was so insistent that she needs the car back. Basically, like I said, all of this whole episode wouldn't exist if they had a Google Calendar where they could work these things out. And as you said, Piper takes on the responsibility of everyone else and reschedules her doctor's appointment again. Mm. I mean, I guess her... Bo- Ooh. I, I was going to say, I guess her boyfriend slash fiancé fiance, can heal, but that's really ambiguous what that covers and i mean graham's died of a heart attack of course it doesn't seem like graham's ever had a white lighter she probably drove them all away but i i guess that's not really the sort of thing like a a white lighter probably can heal away high cholesterol or whatever i also don't feel like a white lighter could heal away like cancer Hmm. yeah because uh well it goes back and forth whether or not it has to have been inflicted by evil yeah because Leo heals a lot of little bullshit that wasn't inflicted by evil, but... Right, right. So, Cole, meanwhile, is meeting with an anger demon. And I gotta tell you, this actor is, um... He has taken anger demon to mean, like, demon who is basically Lewis Black from Inside Out. Yeah, this guy has real pizzazz from gem and the holograms energy like anger demon means that you create anger in other people it doesn't mean you have to deliver all of your lines at top volume but anyway also this guy's deal is basically the other thing that that movie hopping demon yeah, did it is i mean i guess it's a broad enough category that there'd probably be a lot of dudes who have the same sort of 
power set. Plus, that guy had a bunch of different gimmicks. You can't be the movie-hopping guy and be the incite-rage guy. Those are two different things. Okay, but also, he incited, like, rage in people who were otherwise just feeling normal. This demon takes anger and magnifies it into rage. So this guy's even weaker than the movie demon. Yeah. So Cole's like, hey... Why don't you go make these sisters rageful? And the demon's like, how dare you? I go around and make wars happen, and you want me to make these three sisters fight? And then Cole's all like, well, women, am I right? They're like a war zone. Thanks, Brad Kern. (laughs) So Cole shows up at the college, and he's like, hey, Phoebe, I figured out my work problem. You want to go have sex one last time before you get killed by your sisters? I mean, before nothing happens? But, yeah, he, he, he actually came to apologize. He's like, I know I've been kind of in and out of the relationship, but things are really stressful for me at work, and I'm going through a bunch of personal changes, and, and blah, also, blah, 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 blah. But don't forget that the reason he is doing this is because he knows that Phoebe has to get the car back to Prue. So one of two things is going to happen. Phoebe is going to get irritated that now that Cole is, like, here and present and offering her love kernels, that she can't accept them. She has to bring the car back. Or she's going to be like, fuck it, let's go, and... Prue's going to get mad at her. Like, Cole actually played this pretty brilliantly. If only San Francisco had some sort of mass transit system, this wouldn't be an issue. Honestly, yeah, public transportation solves essentially everything. Or if you want to be modern, and I know it's evil, but Uber. Oh, well. Or if you want to take use of the guy who can teleport you around. I mean, I guess Leo technically has other stuff to do, but... He shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, that seems rude, honestly. To, to, ask, to ask Leo to teleport you in that manner seems rude. Mm. So the arrangement that they come to is that she's going to go home and leave the car with Prue and that she's going to ditch the HOA meeting. So Piper is going to be on her own for the HOA meeting. And then she tells Cole to come pick her up. And he's like, God damn it. She came up with a logical solution. I mean, Piper's still going to be pissed, but she's always pissed. So what am I going to do now? So he uh, magically fusses with the fuel line. Uh, yes, my gas depletion powers. <laughs> Actually, well, that is pretty evil. <laughs> well, I mean, you see him, like, loosen a nut in the gas line telekinetically, and therefore all the gas leaks out. I don't think that's how gas lines work i'm not a car person but i'm pretty sure that's not how gas lines work okay so at the hoa one of my favorite lines from this show possibly ever the hoa people are just having this screaming argument at each other and one of them says your son is a fool probably which is just a great line it is a great line okay so this is kind of a nice thing here the way that we see the way the sisters are at each other's throat, and now we see the HOA women at each other's throat, and it's like a nice parallel. To be fair, there are some dudes in the HOA. Oh. I, I didn't remember seeing any at the meeting, but okay. So, 
I've just given the show credit, and now I'm just so annoyed at Piper, because Leo comes in, and he's like, I thought you were just gonna put out, like, a cheese log and crackers, and she's like, um, no, I'm a chef, I need to make a five-star Michelin tire meal? And then she trips over Prue's camera equipment, because remember, Prue does photography now. And uh, she's like, Leo, I am a chef. I need to give them chef food. And I'm just so sick of them arguing. And I'm so mad that Phoebe and Prue left me here to deal with this. And I really want to go to the doctor. I've had a yeast infection for 10 years. That was a Bob's Burgers reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you fighting the urge to do that uh, office reference? No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh. Prue is there, uh, but she's heading out to do her photo thing. As but... soon as she gets the car back. Uh, Piper complains about Prue's photography equipment being all over the place, and it's like, okay, it's a tripod that you tripped over. So, I guess there's only, like, one guy there. He looks kind of like Stephen King. Oh, interesting, interesting. So apparently the HOA fight is about fence height. Mm. Like, someone wants to put up a privacy fence, but the HOA limits the height that fences can be. So that's that's the argument that's happening right now. Mm. And they think it'll ruin the look of the neighborhood if you can have high privacy fences, but the person wants a high privacy fence because she's tired of all of these nosy busybodies watching her sunbathe naked or whatever it is she does. Oh, also, someone else has a garden that they're worried about. If, there's a, if everyone can have high fences, then my garden will never get any sun, and then I won't have fresh tomatoes to eat while I'm staring into other people's yards. I just want to say that I don't know if this was on purpose or not, mm -hmm. but I like to think that it was, and that this was specifically chosen as the HOA fight, which, by the way, strikes me as a very realistic HOA fight to be having. Yeah, uh, actually, when I was younger, my dad got into a thing where he, like, petitioned the city so that we could have a taller back fence. Mm -hmm. Because we were having privacy issues with the guy who lived behind us, so this is a... Yeah. Um, but, you know, they say, fences make good neighbors. Mm. Good fences make good neighbors. So I, I think that somebody had that phrase in their head when they decided what the HOA argument was going to be. So Piper's like, oh, Phoebe, good, you're home. You can help me, you know, deal with these people. And Phoebe's like, mm, no, I'm going to go uh, meet up with Cole so we can, you know, discuss, was it just a one-night stand? Are we friends? Are we friends with benefits? Are we Ben's with frenefits? Like, what's going on here? Also, I know that I'm here right this second and could probably lend a hand until Cole gets here, but instead I'm just going to talk about how confused I am about Cole. Also, Piper, why are you wearing a Walmart greeter vest? Piper has some kind of bizarre fashion choices this episode. I, I Later, when she's at the club, she's wearing this kind of weirdly little house on the prairie dress. I don't know what's going on with Piper. Okay, so actually, later on, she's wearing a peasant dress, which is not a good look, but was the style of the time, so... So, Cole drives the fear demon, Andrus... Cole drives to the house, and then he, I think he pulls Andrus 
into the car with him. I don't know if he pulls him there or if Andrus just teleports into the car, which, dude, you could have been in the car the whole time if that was the case, but... I think they wanted to... They hadn't used their special effects budget yet, so they wanted to do the weird electricity coming in. Like, it's it's like a shimmer, but it's electricity. Yeah. Cole still has, until we get the seer, the coolest teleport I think we've seen. It's a little thing. It's a little thing I really love. I spent some time on the Charmed Wiki, and I love how there are, like, hundreds of different ways you can teleport, and they're all different. There's orbing, there's blinking, there's shimmering, there's, like, glitter, there's glimmering, which is different than shimmering. There's, like, there's all of these different words. There's dark orbing. Uh, and I just like that there are just so many different ways to do what is essentially the same thing. Yeah. Like, Cole's shimmer is not functionally different than blinking but it is a higher level teleportation power. I actually think I like the anger demons, uh, like electric teleportation effect best. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it looks kind of silly, but I like it. It's, it's fun. You know, I, you know, I just realized why I liked it. It seems to me like something that you would see a villain have on Batman, the animated series mm. or Batman beyond. Yeah. Or Batman beyond. I think maybe it's just sort of because Cole's teleportation is very smooth. Whereas I feel like blinking is like the starter teleportation for demons and warlocks. I thought you were going to say it's the starter teleportation for editors because it's just the teleportation where you lock the camera in, turn it off, and then everybody moves and you turn it back on. Yes. But you also play a noise. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. You also put a noise on the soundtrack. But because of that, blinking feels like this really rough teleportation. Like, I could see it being not fun. It's just a really short, quick way to get from place to place. And you sort of build up to these cooler teleportations as you do demon Pilates. I was trying to avoid saying level up, but yes. But yeah, Andrus is pulled or comes into the car. He's there now. And Cole's like, I need you to inspire rage. I need you to push them. But not Phoebe. Not the youngest one. Spare her. Well, he he's going to take care of Phoebe. Like, he says, just go get Prue and Piper all riled up. And when I bring Phoebe home, they'll blame her for everything anyway. Which is depressing. Hmm. Like, damn, sucks to be Phoebe. And the fear demon is like, oh, Balthazar, you're so clever to do that. Whatever. How is Cole even getting credit for this? I mean, he's subcontracting, right? This is just subcontracting out demons. Well, I mean, it's his plan. His his plan is to get, as we will see, his plan is to get the sisters to lose their powers by using them against each other. Something we have never seen them do before. Hmm. So that's the guy who's like, oh, yeah. he looks kind of like Stephen King. Not a ton, but. So Piper is trying to solve this dispute, which, why? That's why? not your job. Yeah, like, you're hosting the meeting. You don't need to fix everyone's problems. Just hang out in the uh, kitchen while they're arguing. Also, like, they shouldn't be arguing. There should be an architectural board that votes on this. Like, you, as much as I'm bagging on HOAs, the reason they exist is so that you don't have these fights. There's someone whose job it is to, like, sit down and vote on whether or not you can have your taller fucking fence. 
so Phoebe's like, bye, Piper. I'm going to go have sex with my super hot boyfriend while you listen to people bitch about whatever. Bye. And then the fear demon's like, or anger demon rather, is like, ha, oh, opening. There's my opening. And he shoots a little anger ball into Piper. And then Piper's like, stop acting like ridiculous people, like spoiled children. And then she throws all the food at them and yells at them to get out of her house. And I mean, I know the anger demon made her do that, but I feel like that was the right move. And I think that the show bears this out. Yeah. At the end of the episode, we find out that that made them resolve all of their conflicts. They were like, we can't fight. We can't fight about any architectural issues around the neighborhood or Piper will throw hot hors d'oeuvres at us again. So Phoebe and Cole have gone to talk about their relationship in the natural environment to talk about your relationship, a salsa club. Yeah. Also, uh, Phoebe's wearing like a salsa dress with like a flower in her hair. Like she knew that this was where they were. Oh, I guess he did say the name of the club they were going to. Mm. Okay. never mind. Take it back. But this... It's a, it's a, it's, it's a corseted dress, which means that her, uh, boobs are front and center. Oh, yes. Which I guess is what you want when you're having the define the relationship talk. Like, you want all of your assets out there. I mean, I know you Cole does... your best assets forward. <laughs> I know Cole doesn't actually want to talk about the relationship. This is just an excuse to get her out of the house, so blah, blah, demon crap. But this does literally seem like the worst place to have a conversation about your relationship. Yeah, it's true. Well, I guess he wanted uh, Phoebe to feel, like, uncomfortable. Because mm. she kind of had to have, like, a weird shouting conversation about her deep emotions. Yeah, she goes on and on about how, you know, oh, our mom died young and our father, you know, abandoned us. And our grandmother was an evil witch who, you know, was constantly using magic to brainwash us. So, you know, we're all, we're not very good at relationships and blah, blah, blah. You, but I have this bond with my sisters and it's really important. And why don't you tell me about your family, Cole? And he's like, I don't like to talk about my family. And she's like, okay, so you brought me here and you don't seem like you want to talk about anything. So what, what's going on? Do you want to dance? He's like, I'm not good at dancing. And she's like, then why are we out? Like... Like, you asked me to a salsa club to talk about a relationship, and you don't want to talk about a relationship, and you don't want to dance to salsa. What the hell, dude? I actually get the impression that, because he feels bad when she talks about how much her sisters mean to her, I actually get the impression that he's about to tell her right now that he's a demon, but he chickens out and is like, oh, sorry, I can't dance, and Phoebe's like, okay, it's literally just swinging around to music. Get your ass on the dance floor. You can't give her anything. I mean, you're planning on murdering her. You could just be like, yeah, I got along really well with my dad, but my mom was evil or vice versa if his you know, yeah. demon parent situation. Or I lost my parents. Well, he does say that he lost his family a long time ago mm-hmm. and it's hard for him to talk about it. So I guess, but throw her a bone, dude. You're going to murder her anyway or not. So either way, it won't hurt to have this conversation. Yeah. So he does get up to dance with her and they do the weird sixth grade dance dance where you just push your bodies up against each other. No, 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 no. The the slow dance dance. Oh, yeah. Where you just push your bodies up against each other and sway back and forth. So It, it was very nice of the DJ to switch from a high tempo number to something, you know. Yeah. Sway E. 
back oh. at my prom to this day still kind of bothers me no slow dances the dj did no slow dances the whole time and i'm like okay really um you've said this before yes and i know you kind of sound like you're blaming the dj when you say that so i feel like i have to tell you as someone who's involved in student council that the schools actually or at least mind to kind of negotiate that kind of stuff with the dj they limit the amount of slow dances but we didn't have any at prom i'm just saying it wasn't the dj's fault your your administrators thought you were all gonna get pregnant if you listened to the devil music we actually we had our prom on a thursday because it was cheaper to rent out a place oh my god <laughs> did you at least have that friday off of school we did yes okay you know what? I'd actually be okay with prom on a Thursday if it meant I got a three-day weekend. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, back at Hallowell Manor, Prue returns, and she's on the phone, and she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry I missed the photo shoot. Someone used my car, and all of the gas was gone. Mm, if only you had a power that let you transport yourself across long distances. All right, right? She could have just asked. She could have done the photo shoot astrally yeah i mean she can manipulate objects astrally she totally could have yeah and she carries stuff with her but would her astral camera re-merge with her regular camera that is a great question we do not know the answer to that and she won't be long she won't be around long enough for us to find out i mean my real question was uh how far away is p3 from their house because it feels like it's not very far at all so, did it have, like, was it bone dry? I guess it probably was, because Cole, like, well opened the gas line or whatever. Yeah. Which I feel like would lead to other issues. You mean, like, explosions? <laughs> I meant more like not being able to keep gas in the car, even if you put new gas into it. Oh, right? Yeah. So, pipe- But, I mean, that monkey astral projected from the hospital to P3. So, presumably, Prue could do <laughs> God, right? And that monkey had those powers for like 10 seconds, so. So. I'm sorry, it was a chimpanzee. (laughs) So, Piper and Prue are fighting, and Piper says, well, Piper's mad at Prue for not being there for the meeting. Mm. And Prue's upset because she missed her photo shoot for work. And Piper says, you know what? Get your own damn club. Yeah, it is, it is her own damn club, Piper. It is Piper. her club, Piper. Also, there's no way that that club is currently making money. Like, there's just no way that they've hit their break-even point yet. And Phoebe is off being a student, which means Prue's photography is the only money coming into your house. So maybe... Uh, I think you're forgetting one very important word that sounds like two words. What's that? Dishwalla. <laughs> Of course, of course. Dishwalla shot them right into the black. How could I have forgotten Dishwalla? Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Also, Prue, public transit, taxi. Uh, All of these things exist. You could probably walk there. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, the anger demon is like hiding outside the window and he shoots his little ball of anger into Prue's heart so now they're both filled with rage and they start throwing things at each other in the kitchen and 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Just remember when Phoebe wouldn't let Cole into the house because she told him, she told him that, uh, Piper and Prue had a fight and all of the furniture was broken. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is just the way they fight because Prue started throwing stuff. Wait, no, Prue did not start throwing stuff before she had the rage ball inside of her, but... She didn't seem to think it was weird before she had the rage ball inside of her that Piper was throwing stuff. So I guess that's just how they fight. Huh. Anyway, Cole and Phoebe get home and they have to have a conversation in the car first. Because despite the fact that they were at that club all night, they didn't resolve anything. Which I know was Cole's point, but... Phoebe's like, oh my god, what? Are you married? Are you... You're married, aren't you? You're, you're married and you've got 17 kids. And he's like, I mean, I probably have a lot of kids. I've been around for a while. I'm... Are you a werewolf? Do you have that curse thing where you turn into a bird during the day? Like, what? What is your deal? He's like, it's too bad that you can't see the future because you'd know that I'd want you in it. Uh, but the future is uncertain phoebe the future now cole knows that she has premonitions so he's just being annoying here he's kind of being a dick too because he doesn't know that her premonitions aren't going to give her a heads up about him like he's kind of just assuming she's bad at her power which to be fair she is but yeah like correctly assuming oh anyway they make out a little bit and the anger demon sees them and is like dude Seriously? Seriously? I mean, evil. Cole's evil. Yeah. It would be an evil thing, but also, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. A little weird. I don't know. Jeremy was making out with Piper right before he decided to kill her. I thought that was more of a spur of the moment thing. Oh, oh, no. My seriously wasn't you're making out with a girl you're going to kill. Obviously, he's evil. My seriously was, I've been doing all the work here and you're making out with a girl? <laughs> But I guess that's why it's good to be the boss. Mm. So they do, like, these plaintive looks at each other. Like, they're both acting like they're never going to see each other again. Like... God, this is Buffy and Angel in the first three seasons of Buffy. Right. But it's like Phoebe thinks that Cole might leave at any moment because he's actually married. And Cole knows that he might kill her at any minute. (laughs) So Phoebe walks in the door and it's true. Everyone's mad at her because of the car thing. It's like a round robin of anger because, you know, Prue's mad at her about the car and Piper's mad because... She had the whole responsibility for the HOA meeting. and that, that, That was Prue, right? Like, Prue was originally supposed to do the HOA meeting, but then she canceled it because she had the photography thing. But then since Phoebe didn't have the car... Was Prue just hanging out in the house not helping at all for the first part of the HOA thing? Um, so she walked into the kitchen on her phone, um, all dressed to go out. I assume she got in the car and got, like, a little ways down the street and then got stuck with no gas. But while she was waiting for Phoebe to come home, she could have been helping with Right? And she was, she didn't have the anger thing then. I think Piper has a very justifiable reason to be mad at... At Prue? Yeah. Well, Prue's also mad that she's the only one who seems to think the triad is a danger. Max... Don't you know? The triad are a very big danger. They're so powerful. They're such a big honking deal. I mean, it's something that these girls are going to have to deal with for months. I can't. 
can't believe they bring these guys back in the last season. Yeah. But, and then, uh, I mean, Prue does have a good point. Like, I mean, I know she's anger demon or whatever, but, like, she does have a good point that Piper and Phoebe aren't really taking the demonic threats on their life as seriously as they should be. See, I actually think the opposite. I think they've been fighting demons for years now. I don't understand why these demons have got Prue all worked up. So... The rage demon from out the window sends the rage into Phoebe, even though he wasn't supposed to, but whatever. And Phoebe's all like, oh, Prue, you're just mad because you're not fucking. And then Piper's like, well, maybe you're dumb because you had to do college twice. And Phoebe's like, hey, I lived in New York. Yay, they brought it back. (laughs) Yes, she's like, maybe you're mad because... You've been living with grandma for your whole life, and you never went out and did anything. You've just been this sad little homebody who never had dreams outside of her own kitchen window. Whereas I lived in New York. And then Piper gets mad and pulls off the earrings that Phoebe's wearing, because I guess she borrowed them without asking from Piper. And it they leave blood. Like, I don't think she ripped out pierced earrings, but... Yeah. It's gruesome. Speaking of high school, a a friend of mine actually had a Pac-Man ear because, you know, there was a fight and someone... Yeah, it happens. No, it definitely happens, but I I don't think... We were assuming. Could Leo heal that? Yeah. It happened under the influence of evil, right? Yeah, there you go. So, okay, now... Phoebe throws something at Prue, who stops it with her telekinesis, and then uses her telekinesis to throw it back at Phoebe, who levitates out of the way to avoid it. And then Piper freezes it. And uh uh-oh, they've suddenly used their powers against each other. I like how they had to have it be an object, because otherwise Piper can't freeze good witches, so. Yeah, but like... (sighs) Okay, so I, I like the way that it's illustrated... We see the uh, we see the triquatra that's on the cover of the book of shadows. Yeah, it becomes unknotted, like it pulls apart, and now it's three separate ovals instead of one knot. Um, okay, the deal is that they lose their powers because they used them against each other. Phoebe. And Piper both used their powers only in defense, mm. like to not get hit by a flying object. I, shouldn't shouldn't Prue be the one who lost her powers and not the other two? I mean, I guess I guess if the power of three is broken, if even one of them loses their powers, but I also this is specifically a power of three thing then because. Other generations of Hallowell witches have directly used their powers against each other. Again, if we're taking the dumb past life episode as, uh... Um, so, they have lost all of their powers, not just their power of three powers. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, like you said, I think they're only susceptible to it because of the power of three. Because, yes, we've seen witches use their powers against each other. Witches that were family. Oh. Grams used her powers against them. Yeah. Actually, when they were little kids, Prue and Piper used their powers to mess with the ball they were playing with. I guess that's not really fighting, but... Yeah, and also, um, the, uh, we're definitely going to see Wyatt and Chris using their powers against each other. 
How come Wyatt didn't lose his powers when he became evil? Uh, Chris doesn't count. Oh. Anyway, Leo shows up and is like, hey, what's going on here? And they're all, they're all cleaning up the house because I guess they do trash the house when they get mad. <laughs> and... I love how Leo demonstrates this. He's like, I felt something happen. And they're like, what? And he's like, I feel like the best way for me to demonstrate is to pick up this glass vase and drop it on the ground. And it's, it's crystal. And it's probably, I mean, not in reality. Obviously, in reality, it's just it's just candy glass. But it looks like it's Waterford. That's an expensive piece that Leo's like, hey, Piper, freeze this. <laughs> It feels like you could have demonstrated that without breaking something, dude. You could have thrown a pillow on the ground. Pillows are everywhere. This is a pillowful house. Maybe the, uh, maybe the rage demon got him, too. So they're like, oh no, it's Balthazar! And he's like, Balthazar! No, he's Terry. In that American Dad episode. I know we've referenced this, I think, even on the show before. Oh no, this figurines your mother gave us. Yes. Also, I uh, I was watching an episode of Frasier, and it made the same joke where Roz destroyed her porcelain frog collection that her in-laws had given her during the earthquake. And then Frasier's like, wait, but that vase I gave you was also destroyed during the earthquake. And she's like, oh no, that actually broke. I was super sad about it. <laughs> I've been rewatching Frasier. Mm. So... Leo, in his wee role as, you know, exposition ex machina, is like, okay, look, so clearly what's happened here is some demon has turned you all against each other because obviously three sisters as close as you three would not fight without demonic influence. But that has broken the bond that is the power of three, and in order to get your powers back... You need to fix all of the things you said about each other and blah, 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 reignite love as sisters or whatever. Yeah. So. Okay. I think they were way harsher on Phoebe than anyone else. I mean, Phoebe was kind of harsh on Piper, but there was a lot of stuff which hasn't been true about Phoebe for a while about how she was always, well, again, it's how Phoebe was always a bad seed about how Graham's never trusted or liked her. Oh, yeah, they pulled that out, which is, that's, oof, that's roof. And also would have been a good thing to lead into something later, but, you know. We we don't do that here. We don't do that here, Max. It's just they spent so much time laying down the groundwork for Phoebe to become evil, and it just fizzled. Yep. So... Balthazar Cole is over at his apartment and in his Balthazar form, he's doing a ritual on the knife that he was given, presumably to make it easier to kill the Charmed Ones with it, but actually we'll, we'll see. Yeah, he's putting a little extra magical oomph into that knife, which one would think would not be necessary to kill three now currently powerless women, but... Yep. And Phoebe has come to his apartment because, you know, she is sad. I like how Balthazar is wearing real clothes, but as uh, as the door opens and he becomes Cole again, he's wearing a tank top. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just his his Cole form naturally includes that white tank top. So was the guy that played Balthazar like a pro wrestler or something? He's got kind of that 
uh, he he's played several. We we mentioned him on a premonition before. He played several demons on Buffy. I think he was a stunt man. Mm. He's got real like one of the guys who played Mike Myers in the late Halloween movie vibes to him, or Jason in a later. I think he also might have played a movie monster. Yeah, like he's that that's that's his deal. He's just the hulking guy who does that. I guess if you're really big, you you can get a lot of those roles pretty easily. Yeah. So Phoebe's like, I'm so sad. And Cole's like, oh, well, let me comfort you and also feel super guilty about what I did because I'm, I'm conflicted and tormented. And I'm I'll... having a character arc. <laughs> and he's like, Phoebe, shh, 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 shh. I don't want to hear any of this. Shh, shut up. Shut up. Your emotions are dumb. <laughs> and then he looks ominously over at the cabinet where the knife is and is like, you're safe here. Dun, dun, dun. Back at the manor, Prue and Piper are learning that they can't even scry for Phoebe, which I I know you hate it when they don't try to scry for something, so. I, I was happy about this. Plus, this establishes that they don't even have their, like, baseline witch powers that they usually retain when they lose their active powers, which happens so often in this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like uh, in the uh, How to Make a Quilt Out of Americans episode. They lost their active powers, but they could still, like, brew potions and stuff. So I feel like having them try to scry is a really good shorthand way of establishing that they have lost all of their magic. Yeah. So, in the Book of Shadows, Leo has found the page for the demon, the rage demon, and is like, oh, look, he was amplifying your rage. And Prue's like, yeah, but we're still being pretty bitchy. <laughs> so, Phoebe at Cole's apartment is, you know, talking about all of the horrible things that her sister said to her and that she said to them. She's feel like she feels bad, but she also feels a lot of guilt. Well, and Prue has just expressed guilt. I, I like that they all immediately feel bad about what they said. Like, that's how it works. You say something in the heat of the moment and then you feel bad about it. So. I just, I just. Phoebe's going through a lot right now, and as somebody who wears corseted dresses, like, going through a lot of really heavy emotions in a corseted dress is hell. So, Cole goes over to his super ominous murder refrigerator. It has red lighting. What does Phoebe think is going on? Yeah, the cabinet where he hid the knife has internal ominous red lighting, like, at some point, Cole the human had that installed. He was like, ooh, let's make it look super demon-y. And Phoebe's like, she's looking away from him as he very conspicuously walks over to her with a knife. And she's like, I just, I, I've worked so hard. This is a good moment. Phoebe's talking about how, how hard it was. This is going back to early Phoebe stuff, which I feel like we haven't talked on, you know, touched on in a while. She's like, we worked so hard to reestablish, to build a relationship that, you know, with my sisters. Mm -hmm. They're the only family I have left. And I was on the outs with them for so long. And it felt like we were finally at a good place. And to just lose all of that so suddenly. Um, I want to talk about the direction here. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't mention it, but the director in this episode is Craig Zisk. Mm. Who... I will always, who, who does a lot of episodes of Charmed, but I will always think of as the guy who was producer of Cop Rock. Yes. And there's a really cool shot here. When Cole pulls the knife out of the cabinet, 
he's approaching Phoebe and he has the knife up. Like, you think he's going to stab her from behind. And then the camera kind of revolves around Cole so that we don't see him do it. But when it comes back around, we see that he has, instead of stabbing Phoebe, brought the knife down and hidden it in the back of his of his pants. So it's well done. And also, I think, like, a good foreshadowing for what's actually going to happen with that knife. Mm. Anyway, he's... Chekhov's gun is cocked. Yes. Also, Phoebe can see the future. If only she had the power to see the present directly in front of her. Oh. She closed her eyes to make out with her boyfriend. How could she possibly tell that he was holding a knife directly in front of her face? Oh. Anyway, Cole's all like, you know what, Phoebe? I can't do this because I am supposed to kill you and this is making me feel weird. I mean, you should go make up with your sisters. Honestly, it's... Assuming that Cole was a regular human person and not a demon trying to kill her... This is the right move. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to take advantage of you when you're feeling all vulnerable. You should, you should go. Yeah, I'm sure your sisters feel bad about what happened too. You need to go hash things out with them. It's okay. I'll be here when you're done. Just go home and make things right. Which is, it's a very sweet moment. And I mean, obviously Cole's had his little face turn earlier in the episode, but... This is this is really where, you know, okay, Cole is a good guy now. See, I feel like with the conflict with Cole, you still don't know where he stands with regard to whether or not he's going to kill the sisters. And I like that. I, I like that we're still kind of guessing. And that's um, a lot to do with Julian McMahon and the way he's choosing to play this. Like, props to him. <laughs> Watching them make out from the corner is the anger demon, who unsurprisingly looks really pissed off about this. And also, I don't know if this is a vestige of HD. I don't know if it looked like this originally. But this is one of many, many times where it's really, really easy to see the makeup that's covering Alyssa Milano's actual tattoos. Why did they not just... I mean, later in the show, they let them have their tattoos... Later in the show, they have tons of tattoos, and it's not like you wouldn't fit into Phoebe's character for her to have tattoos. Oh, I was going to ask if you know what Alyssa Milano's back tattoo actually is. No. I mean... It's... I mean, I don't know what it is, but it might be what it actually is wouldn't fit. I mean, unless it's profanity or something, I I can't imagine it would be anything that would be out of character. The seer, who's played by, uh, I almost said Cordelia Chase, the seer, who's played by Charisma Carpenter, has Charisma's actual tattoo, which is rosary beads around her wrist, which is actually pretty cool for the seer. Yeah, and again, later in the show, they just let Holly Marie Combs and Alyssa Milano have their regular tattoos, because they all have tattoos by that point. Although I will point out that they let Holly Marie Combs have her tattoos eventually, but first they do this really awkward thing where she's wearing, like, leather cuffs all the time. Mm. I know that this can't possibly be the thing, but they ha- I feel like they had a lot of ring tattoos, and it seemed like those were in vogue for a really brief period of time, but also... It's not like you could get rid of them once you were done with them. I think they were really in fashion when um, uh, Pamela Anderson Lee and Tommy Lee got them. I think that was kind of when they were at the height of their fashion. 
I, I'm just saying, I, I feel like you'd still see them around because it's not like you. Actually, hand tattoos, obviously tattoos never go away, but hand tattoos fade a considerable amount. You kind of have to get them touched up a lot. Hmm. Just because of the way the skin on your hand, like, moves so much. Hey, good news for that uh, woman who got the angel tattoo on her hand in the Javna episode. I mean, no, because it's probably currently what, uh what in the tattoo industry they call a blue rat mm. where it's just like a blob i'm pretty sure she got killed in the comics oh okay then problem solved so the anger demon's like what the hell dude why didn't you stab her i i put in so much work and cole's like i'm just gonna turn to balthazar and kill you Blah. yeah because well, the fear demon the fear demon the anger demon is like yeah i'm gonna go tell the triad that you are not doing it i'm gonna tell on you and so cole turns into balthazar and is like how about if i kill you instead and then the fear demon's like um also i have the power anger to possess demon. oh did i say fear demon again oh my god i've been doing it all episode it's fine oh but anyway anger demon don't even try to edit that yeah no Anyway, the anger demon is like, oh, by the way, I can possess people, too. And then he possesses Balthazar. I mean, I guess it's probably a good thing to keep in your back pocket, especially if you're dealing with other demons. I, it feels like a weird thing to not have known about you. I think you would have had the dossier on this guy, but only when someone's feeling angry can he possess them. Yeah, only when he's made them angry, when they're one of his victims. Well, it's lucky he's very annoying. So, back at Halloween... Also, this is a good way for the Charmed Ones to be attacked by Balthazar, even though Cole is made the switch to good. Yes, that's true. So, uh, anyway, Phoebe comes home, which is good, because the sisters were really worried about her, and they're all like, hey, Phoebe, and she's like, so, are you kicking me out of the house now? And they're like, no, we love you. Also, there was a demon, so it's not even, it doesn't even count. And she says she went to Cole's and Cole told her to go home and make up with them, which I feel like is there just to soften up the Prue and Piper towards Cole. Which is weird because, I mean, next episode is when they find out about Cole. Yeah. I mean, what's weird is they definitely should have found out this episode. I'm just saying, when when they defeat andrus and he gets the the anger demon and he gets kicked out of balthazar he definitely should have reverted back to cole so that they found out but whatever mm. we'll put it off another week so they have to figure out how to defeat the demon and it turns out the only way to do it is to make up yes like in brave yes as soon as they have resolved their issues, their powers will return. Oh, is that it? Okay, so you just have to resolve all of the issues that have been, like, festering between you in the last 20 years? Okay, no problem. So, Piper tells Phoebe that Graham's never said that she would never amount to anything that was just her being mean. And I'm like, I 10,000% do not believe you, Piper. Also, she says Grams was proud of you. She is proud of you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. You still are in communication with her. She could show up right now and be like, okay, you three need to chill. Yeah, like, you can't really use past tense for dead people other than, of course, Prue in the Charmed Universe. Because dead people can just come back and have conversations with you whenever. But also, I feel like it was kind of implied originally. I know we've moved a lot past this now. But I feel like it was at least a little implied that grams kicked phoebe out of the house when she was young 
oh yeah, I think that's true. But I I feel like even at the time they understood that it was more of a like tough go, love. Yeah, like go figure yourself out, you know. But I ten thousand percent believe that Grams thought that uh, Phoebe would never amount to anything. Oh, poor well, Phoebe. I feel like Grams is one of the few witches who doesn't do the whole no, no. Premonitions are a super powerful power. You're you're actually the most powerful sister out of the three. I feel like Grams was like no telekinesis is the best power oh yeah but grams could have foreseen no premonition pun intended grams could have foreseen that phoebe would want to compensate for not having a good active power by becoming like badass at crafting spells i I just i have to imagine that prue was grams's favorite out of the three huh i don't know I don't know. Both Prue and Piper seem too stodgy for Grams. I think Phoebe was her favorite, but then she, like, argued with her all the time, the way you argue with someone who's too much like yourself. Mm. Anyway, Balthazar... uh, Balthazar... Filled with Andros, pops into the house, and he's like, Blah! I'm gonna kill you all! Yeah, they're like, oh no, we don't have our powers, even though we made up! And then Leo, like... He tries to hit him with a stick. Like, <laughs> oh my god! But uh, but Leo, <laughs> Leo hitting Balthazar's fists with his face inspires the three sisters to hold hands and reunite with each other, and then all of their powers come back. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 dealt with their emotional issues, but they needed to like do the the physical component of the spell too and hold hands. Which is just feels like a dick move on this spells part, but whatever. The Triquatra reforms in the Book of Shadows, and Prue's like, wait a second, I can feel my telekinesis coming back, because that's the sort of thing you can feel. I can feel my telekinesis coming back. Wha-pow! And she, she telekinesis is Balthazar, but she just knocks Andros. I've been saying Andros. I... Yeah, that's right. It's Andros, whatever. The the demon send, uses Balthazar. Balthazar's electricity power to send like a electricity ball at Prue. Prue uses her telekinesis power to send it back at him and then like you said that just knocks the anger demon out of him and then he's like hey anger demon um now I'm gonna kill you and the sisters are like what is happening? Yeah because Prue's like I love I love they're like okay so there there was a demon and then there was a smaller demon that fell out of the big demon and then the big demon blew up the small demon. What? What? And Piper's like, I've got a knife now! And she stabs Cole. Okay, so Piper does stab Cole. They, they do the plan that they practiced earlier. Yes, I thought that was cool. It's the same moves they did earlier. It worked. So she slices off a piece of, of Balthazar and... Um... Which, weirdly gory for Charmed. I mean, it's not like super gory, but she got a chunk of him and it looks like what it would look like if you cut a chunk of meat out of someone yeah it's pretty gross and cole immediately turns back into cole except with a chunk missing but then he shimmers out before the girls can see him so like i said they have to wait another week to find out it's cole Mm. and (laughs) i love how leo's like hey i'm back it's a good thing i was already dead or that probably would have like you know crushed my skull piper picks up the piece of skin which by the way looks like a pepperoni to me and she says ah demon the other white meat prue says that 
Oh, Prue says it. Prue says that because Prue is weirdly kind of gross and hardcore. <laughs> well, because she's gotten really into fighting demons. So the demon having been slayed slash cut up, we cut to later that night, the next night, later that night, I guess. They're relaxing at P3 while the guest band, some guys, play. Yeah, the guest band is playing and they're all in their VIP area. Ooh, clouds are nice and love is fun. Look at the sky. Look at the sun. It's like this aggressively generic song. It really is. Like, I would think it was a fill-in song, except that it's actually that band and it's actually their song. And they were actually promoting it by being uncharmed. So the sisters are like, hey, let's never fight again. You know what we should do? We should just tell each other exactly what we're thinking all the time and then we will never fight. That's a solid plan. Although they do immediately realize what a bad idea that is. And Phoebe is kind of checked out looking for Cole, just like she was before. Okay, so is this the same night, or... Because mm, I no, kind I think of... it's the next night. Okay, that makes more sense, because I would not expect to see Cole later that night after... Yeah, right? After everything? Speaking of Cole, uh, we see Cole getting zooped into the glowing circle of punishment that yeah. the triad uses to punish people. Yeah, the triad's like, um, you are terrible at this. So terrible that we're pretty sure that you're on the charmed one's side now. And you have betrayed the source of all evil. And they're like, yep, now we're gonna kill you. Hey, they're using that really cool fireball effect. The one where it's like a twisted piece of metal that's on fire. Because they all pop fireballs to uh, get ready to destroy him and they're like, do you have any final words? And he's like, no, except bam, you're dead. He takes the knife that he enchanted earlier and throws it at one triad member. And then he bamps behind the other triad member and breaks his neck, which I don't feel like should kill a demon, but whatever. Mm. And then he uses his uh, electricity ball to knock out the other triad member. And now the triad is no more. Yeah, he falls to his knees and he's like, no. Okay, so these guys come back as like the final big bad and charmed. And it's like, really? Really? These guys who... Cole is not even ha- like Cole is not at his most powerful here. Cole is currently very injured. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember: are the triad that come back these guys, or do we re- realize, or do we learn that the triad is like there's a thing a where commission, like it, it's like an HOA. Yeah, there's it's a th- hell's HOA. There's a thing where they're like you can never really kill the triad because it's just three new demons every time which in which in which case who cares you fight demons all the time how is it different if there are three of them calling themselves the triad but but yeah so that's the uh big bad that's been built up all season taken care of uh what is this the second star wars movie in the most recent star wars trilogy you know that yeah that, that big guy i gotcha those were not great movies well, it was almost as though one director had a plan, and then they replaced him with a different director who had a different plan. And then they brought back the original guy, who seemed to have a third plan out of nowhere. But, yeah, I like this episode a lot. I, I feel like it was stronger than Primrose Empath. You know what? Uh, talking it through, it was stronger than I thought it was when we watched it, so... 
it really helps that it doesn't really have subplots in it like yeah i it, it's a it's a fast episode it does not feel like it drags there there doesn't feel like there's a lot of extraneous stuff and the kind of stuff that would normally drag like watching the hoa meeting is well done and honestly kind of funny yeah and short like yeah yeah so yeah actually this was a pretty good episode our episode next time oh my gosh i just realized when i've been saying that they're gonna find out who cole is next episode I've been thinking the next episode was the demon who came in from the cold, but the next episode is sleuthing with the enemy, so I have no idea when we find out that it's him. So, yeah, the next episode is sleuthing with the enemy, and, oh, never mind. The episode description from Peacock is, the witches learn who the demon is that has been trying to kill them. I'm assuming the demon who came in from the cold is when Cole joins team good officially it is and i was really confused about how much plot there was that had to happen between now and then well this starts out one of uh well it's sort of not phoebe's turn to evil but sort of the biggest betrayal that she does with her sisters where she pretends that she killed cole when she really let him go which i think is kind of the high point of the series Mm, interesting and just to put this in context, the episode I was thinking happens next week is episode 19, and we're on episode 8. So I was like, man, a lot of stuff has to happen at the beginning of that episode next week. <laughs> yes. So I believe that will bring us to our segments. We have our own personal power of three. Uh, let's tap into the first of those three powers, premonitions. Who in this episode is, was, or will become famous? I had literally nobody. Did you um, have someone? Yeah, you don't have anybody because you are not the sci-fi person in this relationship. Oh, uh, was Andros someone? Yes, yes. The anger demon was played by Jason Carter, who most of our listeners will better know as Ranger Marcus Cole from Babylon 5. Is he an evil psychic guy in that? Because he's got the eyebrows to be an evil psychic person. No, no, the evil psychic guys are totally different. Yeah. He's, he's like... He's like, they realized they needed Lord of the Ring elves, elves, elves in Babylon 5. Did they? I don't know. I like Marcus. I think we all like Marcus. He's like sexy in Babylon 5. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's about it for premonitions. Yeah, there's like literally nothing else. Uh, that'll bring us to our second segment, Time Freeze. What specifically dated this episode for you? Uh, for me, it's when Prue says, demon, the other white meat, because that pork council pork council is that who it was anyway their ads pork the other white meat were like everywhere back then Mm. Mm. my thing is i know that they're still around and it's still a thing but i feel like kind of the salsa club thing was sort of a yeah that was definitely bigger at this moment yeah there was a big kind of ballroom dance thing happening in this moment i just think about that simpsons episode where lisa wants to learn uh Lisa wants to learn salsa, but uh, she ends up doing tap instead. Mm, yeah, I forgot about that the episode. One with little Vicky. No, I remember Little Vicky. I forgot that's how that episode opened. Yeah. I didn't tap Morse code until my shoes filled with blood just to let the communists take over. Okay, I was going to say around this time ballroom dancing got added to the Olympics, but then I checked. I checked Google because I thought that. 
you know, I wanted to know the exact year that ballroom dancing became a sport at the Olympics, but I guess it never did. This was just, I guess, something that got talked about. They were talking about adding ballroom dance as a sport. It wouldn't be the dumbest thing the Olympics added as a sport. There, There's no difference between having uh, figure skating and ballroom dancing in the Olympics, in my opinion. Octuples tennis. Is that a thing in the Olympics? It's one of the joke sports they add in 30 Rock so that America wins more medals. Oh, yeah, yeah, and competitive uh, tetherball. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I know salsa dancing's been a thing for a really, obviously it's been a thing for forever, but I don't know, just something about it felt very era-specific to me. No, you're right. It, it, it was, yeah, I feel like all ballroom dancing was kind of a trend right then. And not salsa dancing in particular, but at this period in time, in my own personal life, I did frequently go to a swing club. I was about to say swing, but I might have just been thinking about that episode of Daria. And actually, well, that there's a reason that that was an episode of Daria. And also my first year in college, I remember there was a local salsa club that I kept wanting to go to, but I never did because... College. College, yeah. Yeah. So I believe that will take us to our last segment, telekinesis. What genuinely moved you this episode? So weirdly, even though I enjoyed this episode, I don't think I have a telekinesis. And I think that that's mostly because any of the stuff that would have moved me probably would have been Cole Phoebe stuff. And as I said before, Julian McMahon was doing too good a job of not letting us know exactly where his loyalties lie. So I didn't really get heart pangs at his moments of of conflict okay i think you kind of hit the nail on the head there because the thing about having an episode that is generally really good is that there aren't specific high points Mm. like if an episode is good enough then it doesn't if it's good enough throughout then it doesn't really have those moments that hit extra hard ah yes i will point to our last episode of welcome to the uncharted territories where the episode itself is kind of mediocre, but the end where we get twinned John is so good that it pushes that episode over the edge for me. Yes. So I believe that'll about do it for this week. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Our show's partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of our supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Sam, Cassidy, Alex, Alicia, Ryan, Maracruz, Rosa, Javier, Benjamin, Kyle, Kate, and Jen. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode or any episode or any episode of any television show, you should join our Facebook group, Welcome to Television. We can also be contacted at I Love TV Zines on Twitter or at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Hallowell Manor. Mm-hmm.